0: Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to read and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today, entrepreneur, bestselling author and board member of Bo's Effort, Katie DePaula. How are you, Katie, today?
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I know. I know
0: you're so busy, so I'll try not to take too much of your time. So thank you for coming in and telling us a little bit about your charity. So for all the listeners who don't know about Bo's Effort, can you tell me when did you and your family start Bose Effort and what is your mission?
1: Yeah. So the mission of Bo's effort is to assemble community resources to break the stigma of mental illness through education, awareness, and guidance. And we're a 501c3 based out of Anne Arundel County, Maryland. And we were founded in 2015 in memory of my youngest brother, Bo DePala, who had struggled with bipolar illness and passed from an accidental overdose. And so Bo's effort was inspired by a desire for community healing and the need for change on a bigger scale.
0: Well, before we continue, I just want to say that we admire you and your family for having the strength to create such a wonderful charity and honor of Beau while you're still grieving such an enormous tragedy. So you guys are our family to look up to for sure. And um I know that you guys have partnered with two really great charities and I want to know what those two charities are and why are they so meaningful to you?
1: Yeah. So there's actually three that a new one that we've brought on board. So it's Luminous AMC, which is Anne Arundel Medical Center, NAMI of Anne Arundel County, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness and Scholarships for Scholars, which is our newest. And we've done a lot of different You know, we've given a lot and done a lot of different collaborations with all of them. With AMC, we've helped them create and fund multiple nurse navigator roles, which is to help people as they're coming into the hospital to navigate their experience. NAMI of Anne Arundel County, we've helped by funding free education for residents, teachers, county employees. Through Scholarships for Scholars, we've provided five $3,000 scholarships, so $15,000 in scholarships to graduating seniors who have a passion for mental health or a background or going into mental health. And then one of our biggest things recently is that we've pledged a five-year, $150,000 donation to Luminous Anne Arundel Medical Center towards building their new mental health facility, the J. Kent McNew Center, that is is up and running and aims to serve over 900 patients a year, I think it is. So that's been a really big thing that we've committed to, and it's been really inspiring to see that grow. Yeah. The things that you guys have been able to do
0: are absolutely phenomenal.
1: I just want to know, what do you guys do to fundraise? So our biggest thing is our signature golf tournament, which is happening this year on May 24th. It's at the golf club at at South River. And that's been our biggest donation experience. That's been, you know, the area where we get the most support. It sells out every single year really quickly. So there's that. We've also done, you know, we do au- an auction every year through that. We do raffles. So there's things that are connected to the tournament. We do a dinner that has been tricky with COVID, but we've still managed to figure out. And then in addition to the golf tournament, we do a few email blasts throughout the year to stay in touch with our community, to promote donations. We encourage people to sign up through Amazon Smile and choose Bo's effort. That's been really great. And we've actually been able to raise a good bit of money through that. People do like Facebook donations for their birthdays and things like that if they're connected to the organization. And then there's also an organization called 100 Women Who Care. And last year we entered a sort of like a competition and I had to do, I I did a a presentation on Bo's effort and we actually won that and received a $10,000 donation as well. So it's been a whole mix of things, but the biggest thing is definitely our, our signature golf tournament.
0: You know, my husband's actually going to participate in your golf tournament and he was the one I said, I'm so excited to interview Katie. And he said, you know, by the time you interview her, it's going to be sold out. This is a huge, it's a huge draw for people. So could you tell me just in
1: the eyes of the participant, like what's a day like at this tournament? Like, how's it start? What do you do? Yeah. I'm not a golfer, at least not yet. I'm getting a, a lot of push from my boyfriend and from my parents to get into it. But, you know, I like to, I obviously go to the tournament and I like to be a social butterfly and get people excited about the auction and all that. But it's really simple. I mean, it's, it's like any golf tournament The at eight 30 golfers arrive and register. There's a 10 o'clock shotgun start. There's lunch and snacks throughout the day. It's very social, but most people are there to play. You know, they're there because they love golf And they're there because they believe in the cause and either have some kind of connection to our family or to one of the organizations that we partner with to the issue, you know, to mental health. And I think that because we've always been so open about our story and because we're so involved in the community, that really inspires people. And so, you know, there's sort of this domino effect of people telling other people. I mean, I'll go to like the dentist and, you know, someone will say, Oh, I know about your family's golf tournament. And I try to get in every year and I I'm always late. And so it definitely, there's like a buzz about it. And I think that's really important. And I know that Bo would be so proud that he is so proud of that.
0: Wow. That is so exciting. And your tournament sounds amazing. Um, so what do you guys do is you do the golf and then you have a raffle and then a dinner afterwards. Now, because of COVID this year, what are you guys doing? Are you still able to have the dinner?
1: Yeah. So we're actually awaiting updates about cocktails and dinner as we speak. We're hoping that we'll be able to pull it off this year, but you know, it's not always up to us. Like it's also up to the the location. And we have to obviously figure out what's safest for everyone. But luckily with having an outdoor event, that the golf, the show can always go on. So Yes. The outdoor events have been key for this. Right. Yeah. I want to know. So people are
0: listening now and they're like, "Okay, well, I'm obviously going to go to this golf tournament next year. It sounds amazing. I'm obsessed with your cause. But what if I'm listening right now and I'm like, "Okay, well, obviously I can't go this year. How can I help? Like, how can I still help?
1: Yeah, well, you might be able to get dinner tickets. So let's hang tight on that. But in addition, you can go to go online to org and give a general donation. That's something you can do now anytime throughout the year. And then now in particular, something that's really fun that people love to do, whether you have a business or an organization that you represent, or you just want to sponsor it with your family is a T sign. So that's another really great option. We have T signs that will be used as markers throughout the course. And then we still have sponsorships available. So again, okay. whether you're it's about there, yeah, you can still sponsor. So there are still quite a few ways to get involved.
0: Perfect. Now I have to ask this question because I know that there's a lot of listeners out here that either are founders of nonprofits or work for nonprofits. And because you guys have such an expertise in this golf tournament and you are able to pull it off so well, Could you give any advice to other nonprofits about what makes your tournament so successful?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said before, I think it's that we have always been so upfront and honest about telling the story and talking about Bo and talking about Bo's life and letting this be Bo's legacy. And I think that, what do they say? Facts tell, stories sell. And I do think that
0: people just feel connected to you guys because you're so honest.
1: Yeah, I think you have to tell the story of your organization. And I think that you have to sometimes be willing to tell parts of the story that feel really hard to tell because that's what people remember. And that's what sets you apart And that's, you know, what's different. I mean, there's a lot of people who deal with mental health. There's a lot of people who lose their lives to drugs, right? And I think that our family being able to own that and say, this is what happened in our family. Like, it's a complete tragedy. And I still get choked up every time I talk about it, but we're talking about it because we don't want it to happen to your family. And so I think people feel connected to that. I also think that, people want to give and they want to show up and they want to turn their painful experiences into possibilities and be able to make a difference. And I think that it feels good to give and people want ways to take action. And so
0: I think you've got an opening for people to give, they don't know how, so they want to help. And so you're able to give them that avenue to help.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think also in addition, like us making this big commitment to the J Kent McNew center, people at least in Anne Arundel County in the Annapolis area are very aware that that's happening. And that's like a big move for our local hospital. And so people want to support that and be a part of that. I think, you know, we've had some national awareness through the NFL because my cousin, plays in the NFL and has played for Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chicago Bears and Oakland Raiders. And he always reps Bo's effort in the My Cause, My Cleats campaign. And then we just stay involved. You know, there's a event called Denim and Diamonds through AMC that we'll always be involved in and have a table at. And we've done NAMI walks year over year. Oh yeah. We're very
0: connected with the community. And yeah. And
1: you have to up and give too. Yeah. And
0: I want to know, and I'm sure when people are listening to you talk about all the fantastic things that you're doing
1: now, do you look for volunteers? And if you do, in what capacity? The past year, we haven't been focusing on growing our volunteer base because of COVID limitations, but in the past, you know, we'll have a lot of volunteers, especially at the event the day of, and we're just looking for people who, you know, want to be at the event, want to check people in, want to like do some of the dirty work that, uh, maybe not everybody wants to do, but especially for like teenagers or, you know, people who are looking to get hours, service hours, it's a really great option.
0: Oh, that is right. Yes. Because um, our son does a lot of that for a lot of the charities around here to get his hours and so do his friends. So that is, is great for you to Yeah. Like- Know that. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your scholarship program. So, how do you choose the recipients and how does it work?
1: So, we work with an organization called Scholarships for Scholars and they do a very thorough vetting and evaluation based on academics, first of all. And after that, the second thing is their personal statements and their essays, right? And what we're looking for is we want to see their desire to be in the field of mental health, or we want to see their experience overcoming challenges in mental health. So whether it's their own personal experience, family members, we want to understand, you know, what is your connection to mental health? What is your passion? What are you looking to change? Right. And we want to back students who have a desire to you know, continue what we're giving them, they want to continue to give the world and they're going to take it and run with it. Wow. I absolutely love
0: your scholarship program. I saw that and my husband mentioned it to me and I said, that's fantastic. I didn't even think about that, but you guys are are doing some great work. Now, I think people would be interested to know what is something that you've learned since starting this organization?
1: I've learned a lot. I mean, I think... The biggest thing I've learned is that owning the difficult parts of your story and the difficult parts of your past, although difficult, is what changes the world and is what changes people's minds and is what opens people's minds. I mean, it's so great to give these big donations. And, you know, every year we get people writing to our family saying, like, because of Bo's story, I was able to get my sibling help, or I was able to get my child help, or, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And because of the way that, you know, you've, you've spoken about this or because you referred us to NAMI or right, like mental health comes with such stigma and that's not something that is going to change overnight, but it's certainly does change and does get better every time we talk about it and every time we normalize the experience, like people deal with mental health. It's just another part of being a human. And particularly now, I mean, of course it depends state to state and County to County, but, you know, in a lot of places, like overdose rates have been up during COVID Mm -hmm. suicide rates have increased and again, this isn't everywhere, but it certainly is an issue in many, many places. And we have to talk like the cure for mental health is science, of course, but also talking about it and normalizing and and not shaming these things. So for me, it's about the the biggest thing I've learned is that talking about hard things is extremely healing. Right.
0: And you, I think, took it one step further to help. And I want to let everyone know that you wrote a book. Yeah. And it is called At Least You Look Good, which I absolutely love that title. In your book, you talk a lot about
1: mental health. Was writing it therapeutic for you? Yeah, it was super therapeutic. Here she is. It was incredibly therapeutic. It was also very challenging, but it was very therapeutic. It's hard to go back and live relive the hardest parts of your life and write about them in a way that other people are going to relate to and understand even when it's your story. You know, you sort of understand that you're also telling a collective story. And so, you know, the thing that it did for me, Jamie, was it helped me process what happened. And also rewrite the ending. So, you know, losing my brother rocked my entire world. It shifted my whole family. And what I always tell people is like, I didn't just lose a brother. My mom lost a child. My dad lost a child. My brother lost a brother. So like, it's not like something just happened to you. It also happened to all these people close to you. And then that's like another element of grief and something that you have to work through. You know, my brother would never write a book about that. Like that's not his style, but for me, it was what I needed and, and I needed to literally rewrite the ending of my life. Like I wasn't happy with how things were going. I was going through so many things between losing Bo and also being sick. Cause I had Lyme disease for 10 years that I wasn't making the choices in my life that I wanted to make because I was just trying to survive. And a lot of us go through life just trying to survive, just trying to keep our head above water and like choose the next best thing, even if we're not really thinking it through. And so for me, writing was very literally a process of retooling my life and understanding my life didn't have to end with just losing my brother. I actually could write a different ending and use this pain for a bigger purpose. So it helped me feel in control.
0: That's amazing. I was, I've read most of your book. I got it last week and I've just been reading it every second that I have. And my husband, it came in the mail and opened it up and he went to your chapter and it was your 29th chapter and it was He's Not Dead. And I was doing the dishes and he just read the first paragraph and I started crying. I was like, it was so moving. And I was like, please stop. I got to put the kids to bed. I can't read this right now. And I just have to say that it's heartbreaking, but it's honest. And then I was pleasantly surprised. You are pretty funny. It's very like, it's witty and it's funny. And I laugh and I cry and I absolutely love it. And I do think it's going to help a lot of people. And I'm so happy that you wrote it because I can only imagine As I'm reading some of these parts, I think, gosh, could I do that? It really takes a strong person to be able to dig deep and to be honest and to share that, you know, because it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed your book. And what do you think, what is one key message you want your readers to learn um, from, from your book?
1: I mean, the subtitle of the book is learning to glow through what you go through. And, and, you know, I really believe in that. So I also have a company called inner glow circle, and we have a life coaching certification for women. And for us, glow means greatest level of want. What is it that you most want? What do you most desire? Right. And that idea of glow greatest level of want really pulled me through a lot of dark moments because when I was at my rock bottom, I kept asking myself, Katie, what do you actually want? What do you actually want? Right. And most of us, especially now, I think, Everyone you talk to, if they're really honest, you know, some people will say like they're thriving in quarantine or whatever. But if they're really honest, there have been really hard parts of the past year plus for most people. And we have to continually presence ourselves to this idea or this question of what do I actually want? And it's so easy to say, yeah, but or but. Right. Like I want this, but I can't because and we have to focus more on possibility, asking ourselves what's actually possible. And if our world can fall apart, you know, there's the possibility of healing too. Like everything that falls apart can also be put back together. And so for me, the biggest thing is learning how to acknowledge what you've been through, acknowledge your circumstances, acknowledge your experiences, and in the face of all of that, choose what you actually desire and move towards what you actually desire. Wow, that, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> um, I absolutely
0: adore you. I love your organization, Bose Effort, and your book. Of course, I know why it's best selling. It is amazing. So, just to wrap it up, I want to know where can the listeners get more information on Bose Effort, and where can they find your book?
1: Yeah. So the best place to go for Bose effort is just Boseffort.org. Super simple. And if you want to find my book, you can just go to amazon.com. And that's, I think that's the easiest way to find it and type in, at least you look good and you'll see it. It's cute, (laughs) teal colored, Tiffany blue cover. And yeah, you can order it on there. Perfect. Thank you so much,
0: Katie, for taking the time to speak with us. And thank you to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of Community Caring. We will see you next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, TrumanCharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.